Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast featuring Justin Sheeler, Joel Benson, and Paul St. Andrew. Paul and Justin are real estate agents with Remax Results, and Joel is a mortgage professional with Cardinal Financial Company. And now, Twin Cities on the Move. Good morning, everybody. This is Twin Cities on the Move, episode number 32. Um, a little different than usual, right? Yeah. What is this? So what what is we're <laughs> here we are. Huh? Here we are. Uh, I'm Paul St. Andrew uh, with Remax Results. I'm here with my two buddies. I'm Joel Benson, Cardinal Financial, NMLS ID 1064642. And I'm Justin Sheeler with Remax Results as well. Trying something new today, fellas. Boy, I have three guys that have perfect faces for radio. Yeah. And here we are, taking Twin Cities on the move to a new level. So, And thanks to a couple wonderful sponsors, MyInsuranceWarehouse.com, who's been with us for a long, long time. They're keeping us afloat. So anything that you need in insurance, thank you. And please don't hesitate to go to MyInsuranceWarehouse.com. Um, give them the business. And also Minnesota Podcasting, who's been with us since day one here. And sun always shines on Snelling Avenue, and that's yeah. where we are today. So thank that's you for right. having us and for putting all this together. So, um, yeah, how's it going, fellas? Good, 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 good. good. Some uh, things have changed a little bit in the last I, month or two. Absolutely, right? Yeah. And I know there's a lot of events, you know, world events, economic events, which affect us. And that's why people tune in for us is, you know, we are real estate and, and mortgage-based podcasts. So, and for the first time, I think since we started with episode one, we can say that the rates are adjusting in a different direction. Yeah, Right, that is correct. Yeah. Significantly, I mean, not like huh? a bump. It's it's yeah, it's for real. It is for real. Mm-hmm. It is for real, and it's interesting. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's still not the end of the world. The right. sky isn't falling. Nothing like that. Um, but it's just a few changes. You know, for sure. I know you alluded to it a couple of days ago when we visited Justin. You know that you found that that you you're starting to see some more creative things happen for your buyers. Yeah, because what it's impacting the most right now is affordability. Uh, Just to give you an example, what you were referencing, Paul, yeah, I had clients out, and we were out looking at properties, and we found one we really liked, and we finally ended up, it took a little while, but we ended up writing an offer a week or two later. Um, It was an off-market property. Uh, Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do that. And um, when they got their estimate for their monthly payment, it had gone up over $100 a month. Really? Okay. Yeah. So for some people, that's not a big deal. But for others who are on a really tight budget, that's it, that's enormous. Significant, yes. yeah. Yeah. So we had to get we had, we had to get pretty creative with it. What we ended up doing is um, asking the seller to pay some of our closing costs to free up that money and use it to buy down the rate. Because okay. these people are going to be in the house, or they're at least planning to be in the house for a, a pretty long amount of time. Good. So in this case, it made sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and and now I'm trying to think of other creative ways because this is. This is going to become the norm, I think. I think it will, too. And it's not like we haven't been there before. No. You know, I mean, all of us have been doing this for a little while, and we've seen the market ebb and flow. And and so, yeah, it is. it just is what it is with it. The um, $100 to me sounds significant, you know, personally. The clients that I have, and I don't know how it seems when you see – you see a lot more people than we do, actually, as a lender. Don't 
buyer clients usually buy close to the top of their affordability. They do. And, that, you know, the one thing I was going to comment, I think Justin really hit the nail on the head here. Um, it's a per- perspective thing, right? So a lot of times you have that initial conversation where there's that, that shock because, mm-hmm. hey, three months ago, This is what it looked like. Now today, this is what it looked like. So then it becomes a matter of just kind of sitting down. And I always tell people, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll find a way. It's just a matter of, you know, maybe getting a little bit creative. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes, you know, people, because they do tend to buy at the top of their budget, um, sometimes they have to recalibrate what their comfort level what, is mm-hmm. with that budget. And and if not, mm-hmm. I mean, particularly in this market, we see so many people where, you know, say you were going to, trying to find a $300,000 house, those are hard to find, number one. And then if you're going to try to scale it back, you know, that just lowers the, the pool of homes that are an option for you. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of times it's it's just getting over the initial shock, you know, maybe trying to find some ways to, to lessen that blow a little bit, whether it's like, you know, Justin said, you know, getting some seller paid or buying the rate down or, you know, there's lots of different options and we just kind of have to work with people and, and make sure that we come up with a solution that they're comfortable creative. with. Yeah. 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 It's it, tough too, because, you know, you can't, it's, it, we're, we're still in a seller's market. So if you're asking for closing costs and stuff like that, it does kind of weaken the offer. So, you a know, little I mean? bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little, a little know? bit. It does. It does. But I think again, as well, from the seller's perspective, um, Again, when we talked just the other day, um, maybe it was it was a light bulb went off for me that maybe I'm going to have to start to have conversations with my seller clients that you might you might see more of that happening now. That's you know? an excellent point. Yeah, yeah, you will. In order to get to the price point that you are hoping to get for your piece of property, you might have to you know be willing to be a little bit more flexible than you were three, four, five months ago. You know, that is. And from a buyer's perspective, again, the one thing that always stands out to me too, getting back to the you're buying a monthly payment. You're not buying right. the purchase price of the property, you know. So that's, as a buyer, um, I would really keep that in mind as yeah. to that, you know, and make sure. adjustments, you know, as seen. And also look at what she's like your clients. Um, how long are you going to stay in this property? Because if you have time on your side and you're not going anywhere, well, you know, that's going to make a difference in your decision making yeah. for sure. Right. For sure. So, yeah. Another thing, too, you know, it, it doesn't have to be like buying down the rate. There are other ways you can do it. My clients wanted to put 20% down so they wouldn't have to pay mortgage insurance. So sure. that that's why we went that route. But if someone um, wanted to, they could just adjust the down payment amount they wanted to put down. Yeah, you know, instead of yeah. 20% down, put 15% down. And so you pay you pay mortgage insurance for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know the, what I mean? The, the key with that, too, and that's something I often will will kind of run different scenarios for my borrowers because, you know, on a conventional loan, you know, with good credit, mortgage insurance premiums are, are really pretty affordable. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, everybody talks about, well, I want to get to 20% down to avoid that. But if you're only paying it for a couple of years and it's, you know, say it's 40 bucks a month or $50 a month, but it helps you get into the house that you want and things like that, it, it you know, it's, it's something, it's an, an option to explore, I think. Sure. Sure. Good. Good, good. Well, yeah, and bottom line is, is that it's still pretty affordable housing. Right oh yeah, now, historically, sure. that's a yeah good point. But let's bring yeah. it into perspective. Yeah, yeah, bring it into perspective. It is, and and I just look, and I, you know what, I I should have brought printed it out and brought it in here, but I just saw something just the other day that just in the past year, it gave one single family homes, one bedroom, two bedroom rental increases, and that's been significant. 
in the yeah. past year, you know, as far as how much you're paying and rent goes up. So, so it's still a good idea to buy a house. That's for sure. Amen. So, yeah. Agreed. Well, listen, when we come back, we got a fun show, everybody. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about, we'll kind of continue a little bit with finances. And uh, even with the rates going up a little bit, is it still just really super smart on to put as much money as you can into your house. Maybe there's other options if you have a little bit of cash sitting back. So we'll talk to Joel about that. Um, and then also spring is starting to sprung. Spring, spring, sprung. spring is starting to spring in the Twin Cities here. Um, it's kind of an exciting sports time as well. And so, yeah, we you know see what see what the fellas are doing and what everybody's thinking of doing here as, as the weather gets warm and we baseball? start to I hope that was baseball. Out. It better not be a golf swing. Really bad golf. <laughs> Really bad golf. Yeah. So we'll be back shortly here. Twin Cities on the move. Cities on the move. This is episode number 32 brought to you once again by myinsurancewarehouse.com. Um, and again, if this is, well, it's it's video episode number one for us. Um, yeah. If you haven't, if you're just listening to the podcast and you haven't heard yet, we're actually doing this live on YouTube. If you look at our YouTube channel, there's a link there to watch our show. Also, um, if you go to Twin Cities on the Move on Facebook, be sure to like us there. And we'll be sure to post updates of not only every podcast, of course, but then also when we're going to do the live broadcast. We're thinking right now, uh, usually every fourth Thursday, not third Thursday, but fourth Thursday of the month at 11 a.m. Uh, we'd love for you to tune in and look at our handsome faces. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and yeah, send us some comments. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know if you have any questions. Um, suggestions. Suggestions. Anything, yeah. um, you know, be kind. We're all pretty sensitive, but, you know, we can, we'll do our best to take it. Mm -hmm. um, no, it, I, we just love to hear from you. So this is a wonderful new medium, and I'm excited to be a part of it for sure. So thanks again to Minnesota Podcasting for pulling this off. So, continuing on, finances. Rates are moving up in the in the mortgage world, um, and that's the reality of it. Um, but there's other things to put your money into. Sure. Um, yeah. That's for sure. There's other things that, that, you know, that go on. I, you know, I, again, when I'm said three times now back to our little meeting a couple days ago um one of us said that you know there's mutual funds out there that you can they're still earning 10 12 percent right yeah. you know and that's happening so when you're paying four percent for a mortgage is yep. that wise to put as much down as you can you know i typically like to have this conversation i mean in the initial consultation with my clients i like to have you know one of the first questions i ask is you know sort of what percentage or dollar amount were you thinking for down payment? And it, you know, it varies from client to client. Some people are looking to put the absolute minimum down. Mm -hmm. Some people are, like we just mentioned, really it's important to them to get to 20% so they don't have that mortgage insurance. So I liked it to kind of take a step back and just kind of go through a different, you know, from a different angle and have a, you know, maybe two or three different options prepared for people okay. um, and give them the reasons that I think each one makes sense. Now, the first thing we talk about is, and like Paul mentioned that, you know, you, you don't pay your interest rate monthly, you pay a payment, you know, yes. and overall, and probably the most important thing is that after you close on that house, 
you're going to need to feel comfortable with that payment. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing I'll tell you is that between the first conversation and when closing date, typically people get a little bit more comfortable with, you know, they, they come into it, especially if you're a first-time home buyer or you're buying significantly more than you have in the past, mm-hmm. that, that payment amount might, there'll be a level of shock there, right? Yes. But then you kind of get used to it. And, you, and, and so one of the things I like to do is, is, first of all, just talk about payments, talk about, talk about down payments, but then also to show people how very sort of small the difference is sometimes in the payment versus, you know, when you close on your house, you're going to have all kinds of a moving expenses. You're going to, you know, you're going to have 150 runs to target in your first week. <laughs> you know, there's just, there's mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of expenses that come, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you need to furnish a home. Um, you know, that's another conversation we usually have with people is, you know, don't go furnish your home until after closing because we want to keep your credit, your mm-hmm. finances in good shape. Don't um, buy a car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I can't tell you the number of times that's happened. Um, but, you know, sort of just to analyze their situation, make sure they're sort of in a spot where it, it makes sense for them. Because the reality is there's not a cheaper way to borrow money than a mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know, not only do we have historically ro- low rates, um, you know, and again, because we've seen an increase recently, people are kind of, you know, they've hit the panic button a little bit. And, and you know, there is some real world impact to that. We talk about mm-hmm. affordability. Um, but the reality is it's still really, really cheap money. Um, and on top of that, again, I'm not a tax advisor, so I can't give you specific advice. But No, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an attorney. I'm not a financial advisor. But, you know, there's t- typically that interest is going to be tax deductible depending yes. on your situation. So, you know, the effective interest rate that you're paying is typically going to be significantly less than what your, you know, your mm-hmm. APR is. Um, but then we talk about, you know, would it make sense rather than putting a bunch of money down on, uh, you know, or, you know, on the home, saving some of that money, you know, for some of these expenses, an mm-hmm. emergency fund, or yeah. maybe to invest in the market. Right. Um, and like you said, Paul, there's certainly, again, I'm not a financial advisor, but there are products out there, you know, that are fairly conservative where you can earn a, a really good rate of return. Right. Um, so just as I want to just give you guys a couple of quick examples here just to sort of illustrate what those differences can look like. Uh, I'm using a $500,000 purchase price here. Kind of a standard scenario for a conventional borrower is going to be 20% down, mm-hmm. which is going to give you a, you know, a, a mortgage uh, principal balance of $400,000. Um, I'm using four and a quarter as a median rate. You know, sometimes right now it could be a little bit lower or a little higher depending on your situation. Um, that's going to give you a monthly payment of 1967 Okay. Now, that's just the principal and interest. It doesn't include your taxes and your right. insurance. Um, but for a comparison, you know, if you were to go an extra 10% down to 70%, you have a $350,000 mortgage, payment only drops down to seventeen twenty one. Now, I know for a lot of people that might be a difference maker. It's significant, but it's, it's not maybe as significant as most people would think. Mm-hmm. Now, conversely, put 10% less down. So you've, you've, you've got a $450,000 mortgage. Payment jumps to twenty two thirteen, you know. So you're you're, you're talking a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. a month. But mm-hmm. I just ran some quick uh, numbers here. If you were to take that fifty thousand mm-hmm. that you didn't put down on your house, yep. invest it conservatively. I even just put ten percent over twenty years. You've got three hundred and thirty six thousand returns. Really? So okay. over the course of your mortgage, you know. I didn't actually calculate the total interest, but over 30 years, you're probably somewhere in that same rate. But now you've you've paid, you know, you've re- got that in a return mm-hmm. in only 20 years. Now, depending on everyone, you know, everyone's situation is going to be a little bit different. So are you comfortable with that payment? You know, um, I mean, this is a really easy way to, um, you know, maybe to start, you know, uh, retirement or, or whatever it might yes. be, right? Yes. Um, 
Mm-hmm. It's not always the best. And, and so I usually have that conversation and say, you know, everybody's first inclination is just to put as much down as they possibly mm-hmm. can, get the payments as low as they possibly mm-hmm. can. But you might be hurting yourself long term in, you know, the overall financial picture. Right. Well, and it's it's it seems to me that it's a big comfort level thing, too. And everybody's different. I know uh, case in point, I had a client here a year and a half ago or so, and um He had a lot of equity in his house that he was selling, and we were purchasing another house. Um, I mean, a lot of equity. And um, he ended up – and and the other thing is – one of the funny things is about it is that he is a big stock market guy. He's the guy that looks at his Fidelity account multiple times a day and makes moves and does things and makes money in the stock market. That's his side job, and he does that as a fun hobby and he's successful at it, he wanted to put as much down as he possibly could into his house, even though he knew that he could go and have a higher rate of return doing what you're saying. Yeah, it's interesting. And it's just, oh, so he made an educated decision, it's, at well, least. It's just, he knew it, what he was. His comfort, the comfort yeah. you know, that's mm-hmm. where his comfort sure. level lied, was at the end of the day, and he, we had the conversation, too, and he said, you know, and I mean, this guy is talking a lot of dough that he had in the stock market that he was working with, you know, and he was he was very confident and he's smart as a whip. But at the end of the day, it made him feel very good that this money was parked in this asset of real estate. And that's okay. You know, so yeah. it is it is what it is. If yeah. you like that, that's what you like. And we get you locked know? up in uh, or wrapped up in like real estate lingo and mortgage lingo. So when we say buying down a point to us, it makes perfectly good sense. But sometimes people don't know what that is. Um, mm-hmm. I bet I guess Joel would probably be the best mm-hmm. person yeah, to, what is, to what's, describe what's, buying what's down so happening yeah, when you're so buying every down. Every interest rate is going to have what we would refer to as a par number, right? So it's never really a truly zero at par, but there's a cost or a credit associated with every interest rate. So let's say your interest rate's four and a quarter. Well, maybe you want to buy it down. So what you do is you pay discount points to buy that rate down. So maybe you pay 1% and it drops your rate, you know, a quarter or three eighths or something like that. And, and it's a common thing to do. And really it just becomes an equation. So, you know, if you've got somebody who's planning to be in their house long-term, mm-hmm. we'll just do the math. Mm-hmm. See if it makes sense. And if it doesn't, you know, you're going to have X number of years to recoup that cost. Mm-hmm. And if you plan to be there for that period of time, then it probably makes sense. Because then you look at the savings, you know, after you've recouped mm-hmm. those costs, mm-hmm. it's pure yeah. savings. Here's what. Like, here's the question I get often. How much is a point? One, yeah. 1%. 1% of what? Of your, well, in this case, it would be 1% of your loan amount. Of your loan. Okay, so yeah. exactly. And, and that's what, so if you have a $400,000 loan, so 1% is $4,000. thought he was going to make me do math. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, I, no, I, I real estate math. Yeah. <laughs> Just for, um, for, uh, you know, con, um, comparable sake, um, what, what's the approximate difference between like a four and a quarter versus a four point oh? So uh, let's say on a $200,000 house or a $400,000. I mean, you're probably talking, you know, Forty or fifty dollars, or no less than that, probably. You said two hundred thousand. Well, depending, well, whatever you want to use. So let's say four hundred thousand. Okay, four hundred thousand. Yeah, you're probably talking about you know thirty to forty dollars a month. Okay, okay. so you know, not, if, if you're going say a quarter or three eighths or something like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's again where I'll I'll show people those different scenarios. Yeah. And another thing I want to point out is a lot of times, and this is a conversation I have with clients all the time. People, you know, I tell people I. I you know, I do this every day. I understand that you don't. So there's, let's talk through the options. Let's make sure you're comfortable. I'll give you my opinion. Um, a lot of times I think 
borrowers or clients get wrapped up in this is a this is a thirty year decision, mm-hmm. you know. But it's not. Mm-hmm. You're not the average seven, average homeowner is going to either be in their mortgage or their home for probably five to seven years. Yeah. So, good point. It, it's it's one of those things where people just feel like I got to make the right decision because I'm I'm locked in here for thirty years. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, statistics show us that you aren't. You know, mm-hmm. very few people will keep a home for 30 years. Yeah. Right. And same with the purchase price, too. A lot of people see that purchase price and they're like, I'm going to be paying, you know, let's say it's 650000 mm-hmm. I'm going to be paying that for the next 30. No, you'll be paying it for the next five years. So whatever you pay, whatever mm-hmm. your monthly payments are, and then your upfront costs, that's what right. you paid for right. the house. Right. So, yeah. well, bottom line, it sounds like your comfort level matters and do do a yep. little bit of math. Yeah, yeah. Get with that's a right. guy like Joel and do the math. Not a guy like Paul. No, do the math. Okay, <laughs> or Justin. That's right. Yeah. That's no, right. No. So, well, good. Well, thanks, Joel. That's it's great information, especially right now as well. So, uh, Twin Cities on the Move is coming right back. Spring has sprung in the Twin Cities, and we'll talk about that next. Twin Cities on the Move, thank you again for joining us. This is episode number 32. Uh, It comes to you from myinsurancewarehouse.com. And we are live today on YouTube and also Facebook. Um, Be sure to check that out. If you're missing it, uh, like our Facebook page, uh, please. And um, we'll all post, we'll be sure to post when we're going to be doing this again. Um, We're thinking it's going to be the fourth Thursday at 11 a.m. every day. And right after that, it's early happy hour. Hour for Justin, Joel, and Paul, I think. <laughs> I don't know if we're, hopefully we're doing okay with it. It's sure fun. It's sure fun. Thank yeah, you to Minnesota for sure. Podcasting for setting this all up. Um, if, you know, you can have a podcast too. I can get you a podcast. Heck yeah. Oh, and yeah. you know where you get one? It's right here at Minnesota Podcasting. Sunny so, Snelling Avenue. Yeah, right on Snelling Avenue. So don't hesitate to get a hold of the podcasting studio if you have something, if you have an idea for a podcast. They'd love to talk to you. So springtime. Yeah. Twin Cities. Here we go. Here we go. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord is right. And baseball is going to be back. Yeah, man. I'm excited. The Twins, actually, they look like they're spending some money this time. You know, yeah. they got a couple guys. They got I'm the, shaking my head, yeah, because I, yes. I haven't read up. No, on okay, so they got from Houston, Carlos Correa. They're not, oh, that's wow. the big the one. Shortstop? The shortstop. The shortstop. Two-time All-Star. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. Is he young? Young enough. Young, young enough. enough. that He signed a three-year, biggest contract ever. I think it's a three-year $109 million, $100 million, something like that. I forget the exact terms. It's he has an option out every year, um, so they gave him basically a golden ticket. You know, he's sure. to wow. come and do it. So, so he has, in my opinion, he has nothing to really complain about. Come and check it out. It's going to be a That's great awesome. fit. And and where does he come from? Houston. I'm not a baseball guy, by the way. He's, if he's not yeah. a hockey player, I have no I idea. Know, you have no idea. If he, if he can't skate, you don't want right, anything right. to do with him. But, but no. that's what's cool about the Twins. I mean, even if you don't like baseball that much or you're not really into oh. it, you go to Target Field and it's just it, a blast. It's right. so fun yeah. to go. It's such a fun time. Yeah. It's just it's a great way to spend an afternoon or a summer evening. What's cool about it, every time I've been there, is everything is so accessible and they've got something for everybody. So like I said, yes. even if you don't like baseball, if you want to just go grab something to eat and kind of walk around and just talk to people yeah. or shop or whatever, oh, and it's, even, it's awesome. Yeah, it just yeah. 
sit in your seat. Look at the view of the skyline. Yeah, on yeah. a summer night, especially this time of year when everything else is all brown and yes. slimy yeah. and muddy. And, it's a fun spot to yeah. be. So yeah, no, I think April seventh, if yeah, I remember that's correct, right. is the there Seattle is, Mariners? Yep, Seattle is their opening yeah. opening series, and so yeah, it should. So are, it's are they going to be off. good this year? Or what, what? They have potential to. On paper, they look like they're going to be solid. I mean, I they have a solid outfield. They have a great infield. If they can, I they. they what made about a couple, pitching? They That's made always a been our pitcher pick. moves. Okay. Um, and I think, I don't know. Here's my deal about pitching. Okay, let the pitcher pitch. I this this micromanaging these pitchers in Major League Baseball, not just with the Twins, but everywhere is just it drives me crazy. There was like sixty five pitchers or something in the World Series last year in a six game series. Wow, wow. ten pitchers a game. But anyway, let's not forget and, about know, the Wild. Well, that's just, I was hockey. just going to say, yeah, across <laughs> the river, man. Yeah, yeah, they're going. They they dusted off that one goalie and got him a back here. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a good addition. I think they had a big week. I mean, they they added a bunch of players, and I think that everybody they added, you know, makes the team a little yeah. bigger, a little tougher. So good should be a nice, should be a good man. run. What do you playoffs. think? They'll, you think they'll make it for a couple rounds in? Well, I think they'll for sure make it to the second round. Okay. Chances are they're gonna they're gonna run up against Colorado in the second round, Ouch. who we we actually match up pretty well against. And I think now we're with the you know we're a little bit bigger on the back end and the front end right now. So. You know they're they're a juggernaut. They're I mean that's a Colorado's that's a ridiculous tough. team. Who's their so. uh, really good guy? McKinnon. McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's yeah. one of my favorite players. But they have a tough time with Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but you know, we got Dollar Dollar Bill Carrillo. We got Dollar Bill. <laughs> we got Zuki. We got Moose. You know, <laughs> I love their commercials, by the way. They're, they're, oh, they're weird, fun. not wild. They're yeah. wild. Wait, what is it? Not weird, wild. Not, not weird, yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're fun. fun. They're fun. They're a fun team to watch. They are. They're a fun yeah. team. So yeah. So get over to the right side of the river too, and yep. check out the wild when you can. And Timberwolves. I was just gonna say, who are we forgetting? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, they're. You know, I I watched a little bit of last night's game, um, yeah. and uh, they're solid. Well, they're fun to watch. They're too. really, they're really fun to watch. They're, um, you know, they're about seventh or eighth, I think, right now. Seed if, if the playoffs started today. Sure. Um, they have every chance, as good a chance as they ever have, to make a run in the playoffs for sure. You know, they, they sure. have Towns has come on and he started to play. Didn't he score like sixty points? He had a, the other yeah, night. he had a sixty-point game not too long ago. It reminds and, me of myself. Um, you know, back and, in the day. he Just and, and Beasley <laughs> and um, um, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. He's he should have been so an all-star cool. if you ask me. Cool. No, it's exciting. It's kind of a fun time to be a sports fan in the, in Minnesota. That's for sure. Even Coffin the way said that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know they'll pull the rug out from under us, maybe yeah. sometime. But, but we're used to it. We got. Things. I know, I know. So we'll see, we'll see. So anyway, get out, everybody. Support our local sports teams, you know, and just enjoy the nice weather that's just around the corner here. Um, thanks a million. Thanks for checking us out online. If you made it, if you didn't make it. Um, be sure to tune in next time. Um, again, it's going to be Thursday about 11 a.m. Um, at fourth Thursday of every month. We'll be sure to put that up on the Twin Cities on the Move Facebook page. You can check us out there. You can check us out at, on our YouTube channel as well. Um, again, for Justin and Joel, this is Paul St. Andrew with Remax Results, Cardinal Financial, Minnesota Podcasting, and Twin Cities on the Move. Have a nice day. Take care, everyone.
This has been Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com with Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. Joel Benson is a mortgage professional with Cardinal Financial Company. You can find them online at cardinalfinancial.com. Cardinal Financial Company, NMLS 66247, is an equal housing opportunity lender and is not affiliated with REMAX results. Joel Benson's NMLS ID is 1064642. This show is produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios. And they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of REMAX results, Cardinal Financial Company, or Minnesota Podcasting.